What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the season two premiere of Gentleman's Talk. I am your man, Mr. GQ. What up, people? I am your boy, DJ Michael B. Let's go. With the limited sources you have, your dream is still a fine Great motivation in you and inspire the world to do what you can. If you love it, then fuck it, get through it. All right, all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, we have returned after a week-long absence. We had to pay some bills, get some things taken care of. It's been a hell of a week, to say the least. Hey, it has been, and I've just been, hey, you, you know, this 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 our piece right here, man. I've been, oh, man, ever since last week after we had production meeting, I'm just like, man, I'm ready to do it now. <laughs> yeah, we, we legit had our first actual production meeting. We sat down with notepads, brainstormed, did this, that, and the other, and we figured some stuff out. So, of course, in tradition, we are not going to change how we've been doing this. So no, no, we, no. So before we get started <laughs> on all this fun stuff, Cheers to you. Cheers. Oh yeah, man. So let's get a. It feels good to be back. It does. Let's get a. Let's get a recap, man. Let's get a recap of season one, man. Talk about a roller coaster, man. If you ever wanted to go back to Astro World, man, season one got you covered because that's yeah, boy. I felt. <laughs> yeah, dog. Yeah, man. Uh, week off. I got to re-listen to to a good bit of episodes while I was at work. You know, I said I'm just turn it on. Uh, I can't have headphones in, so I missed some stuff that I really wanted to re-listen to in here. But man, there was some there was some very very good moments in season one. Um, I don't think the GQ bomb will ever be topped. Uh, that GQ <laughs> bomb will ever be topped. Um, man, that was. First of all, that was the most unexpected way to end season one, first of all. And, yeah. Uh, to um, the caveat on that. So, of course, you know the GQ bomb came out. So, I will give you guys a bit of an update. So, since the GQ bomb dropped in season one, a conversation happened. Yeah. Um, so, she reached out to me. Um, we actually had a conversation like adults, cordially, put everything on the table. Um, come to find out there was a bit of a... Um, a misunderstanding to say the least um it come to find out the issue and the reasoning behind the um the message that came about was because one of her friends was basically being petty and decided to go about it that way not realizing i'm probably not the one you want to poke at facts which is exactly why for those who've listened i blew up the way i blew up do i apologize for blowing up no however i do apologize because there was a lot of personal jabs taken and I don't typically go that route, but no. just like when there's a woman scoring, when you have a battered and bruised and scarred man, you never know what's going to come about from that. So I do apologize for the low blows and the shots that was taken there. The rest of it, not so much. No, 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 no. So I have cleared that part of the air out because I did say that I would apologize and I, you know, I stand by my word on that. Um, with that now, I want to kind of caveat just a little bit. So we've been talking about doing all these interviews and whatnot. And we were trying to, during our production meeting, we kind of came up with something that made a lot more sense. So we're going to continue recording and doing the shows as we've been doing the shows. But what's going to happen now is all of our interviews are going to be exclusive to YouTube and Gentleman'sTalk.com. Hey. I told you guys the YouTube channel is up. You can find us at Gentleman's Talk on YouTube. And of course, you know the website, Gentleman'sTalk.com. Once we conduct these interviews, those interviews will be posted on YouTube. 
which automatically get populated to the website. So that is where you will catch any and all interviews. We will set them up, get them going, get them recorded. We'll push them out whenever we got them, but all interviews will be conducted that route moving forward. And it will be available also via the website. Absolutely. So the NBA Finals is finally over. Yes, man. We crowned champs. We did, man. Golden Um, State, man. Congratulations. Um, We didn't entirely get us a Game 6, Clay, but we got enough of an impact from everybody. We we, we didn't get a Game 6, Clay, but we definitely got a Game 5, Clay. And we got a Game 6, Draymond, and uh, Poole decided to have a whole-ass pool party in Game 6. Oh, man. Uh, Man. I I think uh, the, the, the series' sway was definitely... Andrew Wiggins. Um, yeah, Steph Curry won Finals MVP. Rightfully so. Of course. I mean, when you go back and look at the stats, but man, what your eyes tell you about impact that Wiggins had? He made it tough on anybody he guarded. He single-handedly out-rebounded plenty of people. I mean, he rebounds with the reason why they lost and went down 2-1, and Wiggins just took it upon himself. And just imagine, he people were talking about, oh, man, they traded D'Angelo Russell for inferior play in Wiggins and this and that. Now, well, D'Angelo Russell is at home chilling and Andrew Wiggins is a champion. Facts. And we talked about it when we talked about our X Factors and yeah, Wiggins was that guy. Yeah. Like Wiggins did exactly what anybody didn't expect him to do. Mm -hmm. Because if you say you expected Wiggins to do this, you lost your damn mind. Because no. I expected him to have an impact on defense. I did not expect him to score the way he did. Uh, he looked like the Wiggins that was supposed to be the Wiggins when he came out of college. Absolutely. Um, so that man. Note, and man, like I said, Poole came out though. Just he just came out and had a splash party. Oh yeah, Poole. Poole wanted that ring. He introduced himself as the third splash brother. They are yes. now the splash triplets after that kind of a performance. Yeah. And um, you know what? Like I said, Draymond. Hey, Draymond did the damn thing, man. Draymond was huge. Draymond in this bounced game. back in the last two games. It was very nice to see because a lot of people really, really, you know, people, people like, man, Draymond don't do nothing on offense. Like he was never that guy on offense. But what people tend to forget is Game Seven when they lost to Cleveland. Draymond was the leading scorer with thirty-two points, and he had a thirty-two point triple double. To this day, that is still Draymond's highest scoring playoff game. Absolutely, and he came through in the clutch. Yeah. And I mean, what do you? And he did, and he came through clutching Game Six. He did. He did everything you wanted to do. The rebounds. He scored. He didn't have to score a ton, but his he had what we call impact points. Yep. You know, and it was on the defensive side of the ball. Now, before we, you know, we we was talking about Golden State. Robert Williams. Yeah. That boy is going to develop into something real nice. That man is a shot blocker from the '90s. Yeah, Rob Williams is good. That dude. man is a he is a bona fide shot blocker from the '90s. Like somebody. He is somebody you like a Patrick Ewing in his prime. Like that, that dude got a nose. Like he has a nose like a safety for a deep ball when it comes to blocking shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he has some massive blocks. In I mean, even going back to the Eastern Conference Finals, mm-hmm. but in the finals, he had like that block he had on Jordan Poole when Jordan Poole was in front of him. Yeah. And he was able to tip that ball away without fouling. I was like, that guy's got a nose for the ball. I since you brought up Robert Williams, I'm gonna tell you who I'm gonna bring up. And I'm gonna bring up one of my favorite, favorite basketball players ever and it's not just because the NBA goes back into college when I watch him play in college Al Horford had himself a series he had himself so good of a series the Celtics really had no excuse that they lost other than Jason Tatum didn't show up most games you're 35 it's 35 or 36 either one yeah he think he's 35 game six probably the biggest game of your career I don't know what he 
expects other than that to be the big. And at the age of 35, you put him 19 points and 16 rebounds. That's dumb at age 35. He was trying to win. That He man, was trying to extend it to a game seven. He he was. It, it, it would have been nice. I love Al Horford. I, I've always loved ever since he was playing with my boy JoJo in Atlanta. When he was playing with Joe Kim Noah and Corey Brewer in college at Florida, back-to-back champions, by the way. Just wanted to remind y'all of that. Um, Hey, man, he knows what it takes to get it done. He yeah. showed up. And that should that that right there should have just been extra. Yeah, it should have been the icing on the cake. But at the same time, you've got Jordan Poole canceled that out. Well, you've got you've got youth. <laughs> yeah, youth and inexperience in the finals. Not in night because we've seen enough young teams make it to the finals and have an impact. But this was youth plus inexperience versus complete experience plus veteran players, plus inexperience from Golden State because you did have guys who had never been in the finals before. But the combination of the championship pedigree, plus the veteran players, and the young legs, that right there is the true definition of building a dynasty. How about this? Something, Something I read today on YouTube right before I got here. I was just on YouTube, and you know, nowadays they treat it more like social media, but you can make posts and stuff on YouTube now with pictures. Yeah, Four players on the Warriors all had dads that played in the NBA. Yep. Unheard of. You I know Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins for uh-huh. sure. Gary Payton. Gary Payton. And, and Steph. Well and Steph, because Dale yeah. Curry, yeah. So crazy, right? It, it is. Yeah, I can see that because Dale, of course, you know, Dale was in the league before Steph and we know what kind of shooter Dale was. Dale Curry was a damn good shooter. In Very his time. good. And the fact that his son comes into the league and surpasses him, well, of course, and surpasses everybody else. Everybody. Surpasses Ray <laughs> Allen, surpasses Reggie Miller. You know me. You know how I am about when it comes to Ray Allen. Ray Allen is my guy. Ray Allen's and my guy, too. <laughs> man, but, but Steph is just, Steph is something different man like like i don't even know how to i don't even know how to quantify it but like when steph, I, know, I know how to quantify it the greatest shooter that god ever created like, like Stephen when, a smith says when when steph leaves the game like man who's they're gonna next? miss him who's next probably trey young no nah. but the reason no. why I, the reason why i, I say trey young is because the the volume that he takes i i disagree because trey young is nowhere near as accurate of a shooter no, but the, he is—he he, he, he might be the, the the first one to that could pro- possibly challenge the record just because of the amount of threes he takes. I don't think he makes enough threes to do so. I think whoever's going to get close to that record is not in the NBA yet, unless you unless all of a sudden. Somebody, I mean, even even Dame, if Dame was to get hot for the next five years, I don't think he passed. He gets close. No, but Dame, Dame is Dame's not young enough at this point. No. To, and and I like I, said, I just I, but Trey Trey Young is still I'm, Trey Young is what twenty maybe twenty two twenty three I want to say yeah twenty two he's he's still young so ten years you never know but if yeah. if there was one person like right now I'd have to pick in the NBA it would be that that would be my pick to be like oh maybe he can catch Steph uh Steph's all time three point record but I mean even if he breaks it it's not going to be as impactful because he's almost going to double him in shots. I yeah. guarantee you that. I don't I don't think I don't think Trey will pass him. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even think I don't think Trey will crack the top five. Oh no, I think he'll definitely crack the top I'm, five. I'm I'm and I'm only saying that because of I don't trust I don't trust his health and I don't trust his inconsistency at shooting. Because one thing I can give to Steph is Steph Steph has been pretty consistent since he entered the NBA. Like his rookie year, eh, but well, well how about this then? Because this is this is a this is a good one to to kind of uh offset that i don't really trust trey young health as much either because he is a smaller guard or whatever but there is a guy who couldn't shoot to save his life at the beginning of his career and somehow some way at the end of his career he made it in the top five in three-pointers all time because he became an excellent three-point shooter more towards the end of his career you have no idea who i'm talking about huh no 
Jason Kidd, Fair and he was a and he was a late bloomer from the three point line. He couldn't even when he got to the finals with New Jersey, he was he was still like a low twenty percent three point shooter. He wasn't a good three point shooter till after he left New Jersey, which is insane. Fair enough. I still don't think it, but we'll see what happens. We'll see how long Trey Young plays in the NBA. Yeah, now if he keeps driving the ball and getting knocked to the floor, he ain't Allen Iverson. So, no, I don't. Yeah, I, like I and I and I like I don't get me wrong. I like Trey Young. I do. I'm a fan, but I just don't see. I don't see him. He. I don't see him cracking the top five. Maybe he cracks the top 20 because it really ain't that hard to crack the top 20 when it comes to May threes. It's really hard to crack the top five because there is a magic number you even got to You got to yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get over I think he, he'll definitely crack top 10. I think he'll definitely crack top 10. Fair enough. Because I can't even tell you who's on the bottom of, of the, the bottom five of the top five. Oh, no, good question. We'll have to look that up one day. Yeah. So good luck on that. Um, let's go into something kind of random. Random? Yeah, random. So, you know, we talked about it in our production meeting, and we was like, you know, let's do something a little different, you know, as far as, like, we go, we go through our normal stuff. We do our sports stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, like, what about our off, you know, our off sports stuff? You yeah, know? off topics. Now that, you know, the NBA is, is wrapped up, you know, we'll have some, you know, we got some, some free agency, and, you know, the NBA draft is tomorrow. Yeah. You know, we got some things we'll talk about later on the show, but I want to go into one-hit wonders. Ah. So, DJ Micah B, I want yours. Not any list that you found. I want yours. Oh, I want your top five one-hit wonders. I'm going to give you my top five. Y'all don't laugh at this. Although I am black and I understand this group had more than one hit. I mean, one-hit wonders really equate to you had one hit on the billboard. That's that's pretty much the definition. You only had one hit on the billboard. Even if you came back and people know you have other songs, That's because exactly what a one-hit wonder is. I don't consider Wayne Wonder a one-hit wonder, but I'm into Caribbean music, so I know in the Caribbean he's one of the best. Mm-hmm. So that's not on my list though, because I didn't consider him. But here we go, starting at number five. Y'all gonna laugh at this one. 99 Luff Balloons. A song. The song is by Nina. It was a Russian lady. It was hot in the 90s. Nobody knows what she says. My whole life, I thought she was saying 99 red balloons, and I looked up, and it says 99 love balloons. For those of you that don't know it, 99, yeah, love balloons. Oh, I know that shit. went through you all, but hey, oh, it's, it's, it's still a ba- it's a banger, dog. It, it was huge, and oh, it was some it was something about them uh, revolutionizing on the USSR, and you know, eventually, gotcha. yeah. God damn, I'm crying. Oh, okay, shit. I just I, I had to sneak that one in there somehow. That, that's actually not in my top five, but it, it, it's 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 definitely a top five one hit because nobody knows who the hell this woman is. Her name is Nina. Okay, so number four, Lumity. Uh oh. Okay, man, now you tapping in our. Middle school, middle school, yeah, right? yeah, middle school yeah. for us. If you want me to stay, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I, uh, um, number three for me, I want to sex you up by color me bad. Hey, I almost put that on my list, Ooh. but I'm gonna hit, you, I'm gonna hit you with another one. Don't even worry about. It. I'm gonna hit you one. Yeah, hit you left field. Number two, and this has been always one of my personal favorite songs. I might be one of the only people that still listen to this song. Iman, I don't want you back. Hey. Dad, hey, man, look. And shout out to the girl that did the response. The response was pretty hard, too. Yeah, the response was pretty um, fire. Like, back back when, when mixtapes and, and, and yeah. Shots Fire was a thing, like, that was that was a fire-ass female version comeback. Now, before I, I tell you my, my number one, I got uh, one honorable mention. It's going to make you laugh, but I'm, I got one honorable mention. Pigeons. No, I don't want no pigeons. I got I gotta throw pigeons oh my out God, there. We talked about that in the production. And then of course, the greatest one hit wonder of all time. All the ages love it. Everybody loves it. They've been playing it since it came out. Uh the dude is not even from America. He was from England. I mean, this isn't even 
debatable. The best one-hit wonder of all time, Mac Morrison, Return of the Mac. That's Half the yeah. words I still don't know to this song. His ad libs I don't know. I just know the song is hard. Oh yeah, no, we all know. You lied to me. That's what we. All know. those times he said that I, I love, love you. You, you <laughs> lied to me. like yeah, like we we just know. Okay, so uh, before I drop my random top five, um, so we are sipping on the gentleman's cocktail. Mm-hmm. So I created this drink nine years ago when LXG really got kind of first stood up. We were stood up back well a little bit a little bit after that. We stood up back in 2010. Yeah. But I created this drink. It's called the Gentleman's Cocktail because there is a such thing as a, a quote unquote manly cocktail, if you will. Yes. So I came up with the Gentleman's Cocktail. So the Gentleman's Cocktail has a combination of a vodka rum gin combination usually. But in this one, I went ahead and did a whiskey rum vodka combination. Dropped it in with a little bit of peach schnapps, hit a little bit of a mango puree. Went a little left field on everybody, hit it with a little bit of the cactus juice this go around. And then I mixed it with a little bit of limeade juice from our local HEB because that is like one of my favorite juices when I go buy it. Here, everything's better. But you can let DJ Michael B tell you all about it. I'm telling you right now, this drink hits. This drink's so fire. I took one sip and I was just like, I was uh, Craig and Day Day. Damn. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let me hit you with my top five. So my honorable mention was actually going to be I Don't Want You Back. Hey. Because <laughs> when I give you my top five, you'll understand. Like, yeah. I wanted to put it in my top five, but. I got you. So starting with number five, all my bartenders and all of my service industry folks know this song all too well. Closing Time by Seismasonic. Okay. Because if you've been out at yeah, 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah. and the DJ plays it, Closing Time. You know get the out. song. Get the fuck out. It's time. You ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell up out of here. So you've heard the song. Yeah. I don't have to go too much into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know four, how to, we done been out together enough. Yeah, you know we better. We done heard this song all too well. So number four, crazy enough, Candy Rain, Soul For Real. See that? Oh, okay, see that? That's another. That's another one I wouldn't consider one hit, but by definition, it is a one hit wonder because they never got another no, song on the Billboard. The track to follow suit never, never touched, never touched. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, off off of this, another one hit wonder that's classified is actually Terror Squad's "Lean Back." Because, because it's Terror Squad, not because, Fat Joe. So Terror Squad dropped one other track in 2004 that never hit the Billboard after the fact. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So their song, uh, so Lean Back was surpassed by a song by like Madonna or some shit. Like it was fucking crazy. But anywho. Lean Back was really hot Lean, too. Like, Lean Back was fire. So number three, Return of the Mac. Okay. So of course, you know, this is a personal opinion type of yeah, thing. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 so, yeah. Number two, I'm going to take you back to high school a little bit. This is why I'm hot. Wait, I mean, wait. I thought Move made it on the uh the billboard. I didn't see it. Wow. I didn't see it. Okay. I'm assuming okay. it got closed, but I didn't see it. I had to, I tried to go Dang. verify, but yeah, that was like, of course we know. But my number one, turn me on, Kevin Little. That sucks. That that Kevin Little is really classified as a one hit wonder in, in by definition because Kevin Little is freaking huge worldwide. Outside of America, of course, okay. but where, where, where the Caribbean scenes are, he is—he's like—he's he, one of—he's one of the best. Yeah. Like that, that yeah. sucks and to hear like that. I said, on the American side, like that's the one song everybody's gonna know. But it helped a lot of Americans get introduced into what what the difference is yes. between like a girl basically backing that ass up and then with the slow wind yep. and the winding in general. Because yep. first and foremost, let me put it to you like this. All right, I'm not Caribbean, but let me um 
Let me translate this for you. It's one thing for a girl to twerk. That's cool. But if you can get you a girl to control them hips on a good wine, and I'm talking about a, a man. Oh, you, you ain't telling me nothing. I don't know. I'm not telling you. I'm telling our <laughs> listeners. You know what I'm saying? You get hey. you one that can really control that wine Say, bro, y'all just need like, to go ahead and go go to a Calypso Club. For real. You just have to go. The same way that we love our Spanish women when they can boil mm. them salsa hips. It's kind of the, it's not too far apart from being the same thing. Like, it's, that control, like when you look at it, I know kid, y'all seen hips don't lie video. Um, so boy, Shakira, like when you see even like an Indian belly dancer, yep, that level of control, like twerking is cool, but it ain't those things. Like Every, everybody could listen. Do it. Twerking isn't twerking is an associate's degree compared to the master's degree of, of slow wine. Oh, absolutely, period. That's the way. And it, it, look, I don't care if my twerk team folks get upset by it. Prove me wrong. Show me you can slow wine and you can twerk. Now you got, now you doing it. Now you doubling up. But if you can't control your hips like that, I mean, it also tells me something else about how you operate in the bedroom if you can slow wine. And you I, can twerk, I wasn't gonna I'm bring gonna, that up, but, but okay. Oh no, I'm bringing it up because uh, <laughs> been there, done that, got the t-shirt and the trophy. But uh, anywho, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, this is a man show. We gotta have our little man, our man, our man comments every now and again, man. Hey, look. Oh man, we are. Look, we know how we were. In the 2000s well, and the 2010s. Yeah, well, for me, it was more 2010s, but you're absolutely right. right. It wasn't even returning to Mac yet. It was just the Macs. Mm-hmm. The Mac had never left. Hey, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't return if you never left. Yeah. So that was a little just kind of something different just because we was like, we got to throw a little something different into the mix. And we was talking about one-hit wonders. And we just, we, me, him, and big homie Josh, we was having a long conversation just about different one-hit wonders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it ended up turning to like, a, I think it was like a 30-minute conversation. Mm-hmm. So we was like, we got included on the show. Yeah. So it was like absolutely perfect. So change gears. I'm going to bring you in Mr. Noble's words. So Mr. Noble done sent me two phenomenal excerpts from the last two weeks. Beautiful. And I really had to pick, you know, which one I like better. I loved them both. But this particular one here spoke to me in a way where I was like, okay, the general public needs to hear this. The world needs to hear this. Those who just need a little pick-me-up need to hear this. So what we got now is simply this. Understand that discipline is like a muscle. The more we use it, the stronger our willpower becomes. Conversely, if we do not, our conviction becomes weak and untrained. In this day and age, with everything aimed at being super fast and accessible, think about how we always choose the fastest internet or choose the shortest grocery line. We have lost touch with patience and the rewards it brings. For example, we have the choice of internet speeds or the less populated grocery lines. However, we do not have such choice in traffic or in a line in an amusement park ride. It is in those situations where discipline comes into play. We can choose to be upset about the line or standstill traffic and rob ourselves of the happiness by the time we reach the front or we can exercise our discipline to control our response so that we maintain positive energy by the time we've traversed that line. Just think, it would suck to wait all that time in line just to be pissed off about that line once we've reached our destination. This week, I challenge us to work out our self-discipline and sharpen our ability to reap the rewards of delayed gratification. Take a drink to that. Facts. So it's very simple because what he, what he did in that one is he literally hit the current generation. When I say the current generation, I'm talking about my 12-year-old on his couch right now watching Vampire Diaries. Everything is about instant gratification. Everything is about overnight success. Everything is about, oh, if I post this, I need to get like X number of views and likes within you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes, an hour, mm-hmm. whatever the case might be, instead of playing the long game. Prime example of the long game, Gentleman's Talk. We got through season one. Season one, we are now up to 225 total streams with 10 episodes. Beautiful. 
So it's the long game. The goal now is for not even the goal, excuse me. The objective in season two is to surpass 225 total streams yep. before we get to the season finale. But that comes with the patience, mm-hmm. the planning, the right content, and building it to where people will tune in, stream in, whatever the case might be. And that's just how we're going to play it. Whereas this current generation, and I'm talking about the middle schoolers, the high schoolers, not necessarily the college kids, but mostly it kind of pertains to them. But I'm really talking about just, you know, the middle schoolers and the high schoolers mm-hmm. right now. Like they, that instant gratification that I must immediately get all the clout and all the credibility and everything that I, all the success from boom, one time, one thing, one attempt. The world of social media. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, but last time I checked, man, hey, one attempt don't get you nowhere. No. At all. So you got to put that work in. Look, all my adults, all my drivers, we all hate traffic. My Texans, my Houstonians specifically, we already know how to get down on 45, on 288, on 610, on 290, at 5 o'clock, sometimes 3 o'clock. On Katy Freeway on Fridays at 3 o'clock, it kicks off. Oof. And that's six lane roads over there. And Oof. the traffic still be backed up like crazy. There's an I-10 and 610 split, boy. Boy, I tell you. And listen, it take a lot of patience. And it take a lot of good driving to maneuver that BS. Even the HOV lane be backed up just a little bit. It take a lot of patience. So I hope you find you a good playlist. Or you can listen to Gentlemen's Talk while you're there stuck you go. in traffic. You know what <laughs> so, <laughs> had to plug that in real quick one time. There you go. Time. So, we did that. Uh, Mr. Noble, we appreciate you for the words, my brother. I had Absolutely. a great conversation with you today. So, he is in the shoot to be recorded. Not recorded, excuse me, interviewed soon. Hey. So, he's excited. He's ready to rock and roll. So, we're going to get with you fresh. Uh, depending on your schedule in particular, um, once I know what you look like, after you get off work the next couple of days, we mm-hmm. can look at um setting that up and hopefully we can get it done this week. Absolutely. You know, maybe it comes up on a Saturday. I don't know. Just yep. hey, keep an eye out on YouTube. We got like three subscribers right now. Not even gonna lie to you. So we need a lot more. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yeah, like, you know, and, and for the website, hey man, it's there. It's it's attached to my Instagram immediately. It's attached yeah. to it's it's everywhere. Like y'all. It's not even hard to find. Gentlemanstalk.com, man. It's easy to get to, Easy man. to get to. And easy to maneuver. For my people who don't have Spotify and, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, all that stuff like that, we have a built-in web player on the website. So you can listen to it on your phone, in your car, yep. or at work, or in the gym, wherever you get, you know, however you do your podcast thing. You can do all the above from the website because we have it built that way. Hey, man, look. GQ put a lot of work into this website. It's amazing. It's very interactive. By the way, leave us a voice note. Leave us a review, man. We, us, we love yeah. the reviews, man. And I did get it fixed on the website. So very, very important note here. For those who want to be a guest on Gentleman's Talk, you got to go to the website. You actually got to go and register as a guest. When you register, drop your name, drop your email, give us a short little bio. You know, tell us about yourself because we're going to read that on the air. You know, if you have a title, by all means, use your title. If you have a website, put your website there. We have all the links. If you want to upload a photo of yourself, actually, Please upload a photo of yourself yeah, so people can yeah. see what you look like. Because if once you do all this, your profile is going to be a permanent part of gentlemanstalk.com. Yeah. So once the interview is complete and people are like, man, I want to learn more about such and such, or I want to see what else they got going on, they can click on your guest profile and it's going to have all your links because you can put your Twitter, your Discord, your Instagram, your TikTok, your Facebook, your Twitch, 
your YouTube, your Wikipedia, if you that kind of person, your LinkedIn, your Amazon link for some reason, if you really like that, your Pinterest link, if you still into Pinterest, and hey, if you a director or a producer or an actor, hey man, your IMDb link, if you got that too. Yep. All of the above is there. The more links you post, the more you are out there, the more visible you are, the more people can find you, and the more we are here to support you. We are here to be a platform for the little guy. Yeah. We talked about this in season one. We about that little guy. We want to help our, we really, really pushing towards our, you know, our, our black owned businesses because they still, even in 2022, are not getting the recognition they deserve. There's a few that get recognition, but yeah. we still want to, the up and comers, man, you know, you a, you an up and coming apparel designer, you know, you got your website rocking and rolling. Like, don't, don't apply to be a guest on the show with an incomplete project. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you, you know, got your website, got your Facebook, whatever it is. However you push your product, make sure you have that part because I want that on the website. Because if people can use gentlemanstalk.com to get to your store to buy your clothes, your hats, your shoes, whatever it is you're doing, whatever product you are selling, I want to be that there for you. You know, myself and and DJ Michael Bacchus have set this up because we want to support the little guy, especially, hey, all of our clothing designers, our musicians, our business owners, whatever you do. I don't care what you do. Like you a tattoo artist. Hey, man, put a link to your Instagram or something. Show everybody your work. Yep. So that we can see it so that everybody can see it so that we can continue to push it for you. We are just also an advertisement. And at the same time, for my black owned businesses, if you want to be a part of the show, we will add and read off legitimate. If you got something coming up on the weekend, you want us to read it off. Hey, man, one, first of all, register, be on the show. But, you know, send us a little excerpt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we do our shout outs. We literally kind of pick our shout outs prior to the show. So if you want to, you know, be on that, hey, I will shout you out. I will read. Hey, you got an event this weekend. I will read that off. Give me your, give me the place. Give me the address. Give me the event type. Say less. I got you. Yep. From there, we're going to post it. Once we post it, hey, man, you share it. It's there. We're here to support you just like we hope that y'all are there to continue to support us as well. That's how we look at it, man. You look out for us. We look out for you. Like I said in season one, man, we all got to eat and I'm hungry. Hey, that old, old adage, it takes a village. It does. Not even just to raise a child. But if you want to refer to your business as a child because it's still young, but we refer to it as a child. It takes a village. So, man, we're here to support. We'll shout you out. Just do it. We'll interview you if you want to be interviewed. I mean, it's not only limited to sports or anything. This is just... Hey, we do it all. Yeah, man. Look, Gentleman's Talk is not exclusively a sports podcast. We are an all-around. We just so happen to talk about sports because that's something we are gainfully interested in. That is a big yep. interest for us. But if it's not, you know, music, sports, life in general, that's that was the premise of why we created the show in the first place. It just so happened to come around NBA playoff. Well, NBA play, play in time, first of all. Yeah, yeah. And that was just something that we were very passionate about. Now that the NBA is over... We'll have some free agency stuff coming up. You know, I said the NBA draft is tomorrow. We'll, you know, we'll touch on a few things. Not really about the draft itself, but the potential moves being yeah. made and the moves that have already been made prior to tomorrow. And we're keeping an eye on a couple of things. We got some fantasy stuff coming on for y'all today because we told y'all we're coming live with this fantasy stuff. Live so, at five. <laughs> so we'll have our little shots. We'll talk about it. Um, but right now it's time to get into the crossover. Oh man. It's your time, Mr. Buck. Aha. All right, man. So I think you're going to like this one like I told you right before we started recording. I really think you're going to like this one. Okay, so y'all know normally I use sports and related to comics or vice versa. So that's what I'm going to stick with this time. Today, we're going to get into 
probably the most popular thing in comics right now. I don't know why you just gave that face, but okay. Uh, so the most popular thing in comics and uh, let's just call it the Marvel Universe and the, I guess part of the DC Universe has been it's been there for a while. What ifs? You see, you see him. What if this person got thrown? What if this? What? What if Spider Man? Uh, I can't believe this man just name slipped my mind just like that. I was about to call him by his actual acting name, but what if Spider Man was actually Iron Man? What if Tony Stark ended up being Thor? Things like that. So that what if? What if it's just throwing different people within different different superheroes and different superhero scenarios? So I'm gonna focus on the what ifs, and we are going to do the what ifs, the biggest what ifs. In the three major sports Uh-oh. in America, so I'm gonna do three apiece. All right, so I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you your choice. You wanna start with basketball, football, or baseball? Baseball. Well, let's go with baseball because baseball got some good ones. So I'm gonna start with probably my favorite "What If" in baseball, uh, and it is "What If the Giants and the Dodgers never left New York?" We would have four teams in New York. It would be insane. Similar to like this whole California thing with all the teams. You would have four New York teams. That's nuts. It, it is. Like, I'm trying to... That means, New York's not even that big to have four teams. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you would have... Or is that an argument saying that the Mets would have never made it to New York? The Nets probably would have never made it to New York. So where like the it, Mets either either the Mets would New never, Jersey. Fair enough. All right, fair enough. I'll give you that. But just the Brooklyn Dodgers wouldn't have... No. Wouldn't have left, and you still have the Yankees. Brooklyn Bro. and the Bronx would have been going back and Bro, forth. You I just had the <sighs> Brooklyn Nets and the Brooklyn Dodgers. I j- I j- just, oh, boy. Insane. All right, Um, moving on. My second favorite, you're going to love this one because I get to rub it in your face. Asshole. Yeah, you should already know what's coming now. What if Boston never traded the great Bambino? <laughs> eh. 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 Y'all were cursed for so long. Just till... The 2000s. Yes, till the two. You do realize what Babe Ruth played, right? <laughs> yes, I know. Yes. I got to see the Boston before, Red Sox be, be Before successful. my grandmother was born. <laughs> I got to see the Red Sox be successful in my lifetime. That is true. So I can't really Shout out be, to Big Poppy, by the way. You know, I can't be upset entirely now because I wasn't yes, a Red Sox fan. In the, I wasn't born yet that, that's when, true. This, when this happened. That's true. But that that, like, that that cursed y'all for years. It did. But I didn't become a Red Sox fan until the 2000s. I barely understood baseball. That's true. And then, of course... This one question right here single-handedly is the reason why I started watching other baseball teams other than the Astros and the Yankees. Of course, now, whenever you think about it, it's tainted. When I say it, you'll understand. What if the home run race between Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire didn't happen in 1998? That made baseball huge especially in the African-American community with Sammy Sosa plucking away I at those balls. Had that not happened, I think baseball would have hit an all-time low. Yeah, it was trending that way. Well, I mean, like, it would have, I mean, it would have hit a point to where, not that they would have necessarily went bankrupt, but... They would have got boy, close. they'd have been tiptoeing because, man. They'd have got close. And the 1998 season single-handedly saved baseball for the next decade with the with, with the views and the revenue. So. Yeah, that, and I believe, was 98, was that A-Rod's rookie year when he was with the Blue Jays? Or was I that be- 99? Because mm. A-Rod started to come, started to somewhat come alive. I think that might be the same year. I, I think it is, too. I think his rookie year was 98. Wow. So you see what I'm saying? Like, baseball did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The 98 season was, was huge. 
mind you, the you know baseball had a lockout season. Yep. It was absolutely just crazy to think about. But '98 was massive, and I mean, even before '98 in particular, you you had the Atlanta Braves doing their thing. Yeah. You, you even before McGuire versus Sosa, McGuire was just doing McGuire things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I hated the Cardinals. You, <laughs> mind you, Randy Johnson was throwing 101 mile per hour pitches, killing the game. Like go back a couple of years before that, Nolan Ryan was killing yeah, it in, in like, Texas. You know, Not even just in a, Houston a, and Dallas. A much younger Roger Clemens yeah. was doing things like the I mean Rocket. Ichiro. A Ichiro. Young, a young Ichiro. You know, like Alfonso Soriano, yeah, a young Soriano. Man. Like, you know, we start don't act like we don't know a little bit about baseball. Ichiro, you know man. Hey, you brought back memories with that one. And then and then of course the, the Astros had the killer bees. Like Boy, uh, what? Oh my god. Dude, that was absurd. Yeah. And sprinkle Jeff Kent in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> But you know, Ber- Berkman was that dude though. Berkman. Berkman was the the king of Berkman. the left of the left sided home run. <laughs> hey, bro, that man hit a that's, left. That, a that's left field Astrodome days, bro, man. That left field home run, boy. Berkman had that hoe down to a science, man. She was unreal. Anyway, it was. So what? You, so we had baseball. We had we got in, football and basketball. So which one you want to go to next? Let's go to basketball. Let's go to basketball. I'm sure happy you picked basketball because the first one we're going to talk about. Is very relevant to what just happened in the NBA. Let's go. What if LeBron didn't return to Cleveland and trade Andrew Wiggins? Mm. And you left Kyrie there with, with, with Wiggins. Oh, man. If LeBron would have stayed well, in Miami, for that matter. Well, 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 how about if LeBron just didn't trade Wiggins and all? It would have been Wiggins, LeBron, and Kyrie instead of Kevin Love. Mm. Which I will say back then, I said they should have kept Wiggins. I thought they would have been better off. And that's a good that's a good question, though. Would they have actually been better? Well, I don't know if they were, but in the moment, I thought Wiggins Wiggins would have been better just because he played defense and he was crazy athletic. Now, if something multiverse related would have happened and they would have been able to acquire Kevin Love without trading Wiggins, oh, and man. if you would have had Kyrie, Kevin Love, Andrew Wiggins, and Kyrie, that would have been absurd. Dumb. And I think, so here's how I think that would have changed history. I think Golden State is minus two titles. I think Golden State is minus two titles, and Cleveland is a, another one. I think LeBron will be at five. I think that would, give him, that would have given LeBron five, and he would have been one behind Jordan, making his quote-unquote... Don't, 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 don't just say one behind Jordan. He would have tied Kobe for your Kobe fans out there. I'm just, like I said, but yeah, it would have made that GOAT conversation a little more... A little tighter, you know. There are just your your um your dedicated Jordan heads who will never. They only see Jordan for the six years that he went to the finals, and no, like they act like the rest of his career don't well, exist. Mean, Kevin Wiles made a good point on. Oh, he made a phenomenal. He he, point. he made a very good point first this all, morning. <laughs> if you, listen, if you don't watch first things first, you can get on TikTok. You can get on yeah, YouTube. Bro. <laughs> all I'm saying for all my Jordan heads out there, you need to listen because Jordan's career was not six years long. That's all I'm gonna say about that. I'm gonna leave it at that. On, only back on you. Okay. Um. Here's here's one that that every time I hear this story, it puzzles me about what could have been. Grant Hill, T Mac, and Tim Duncan were all this close to signing with Orlando when T Mac and Grant Hill signed. The reason why Tim Duncan stayed in San, and this is a true story, and he's been on record saying it too. The reason why Tim Duncan stayed in San Antonio is because Orlando and Doc Rivers was the coach at the time, told him his wife could not ride the team playing to away games, but Greg Popovich told him that he could. That was the determining factor. Grant Hill, T-Mac, and Tim Duncan on one team. Could you imagine how different Tracy McGrady's career would have turned out? Assuming health, yes. 
Assuming, well, but, for the years he was in Orlando, he was very the, healthy. At the same time, so Doc was taking ales early in his coaching career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Because that's a massive ale. <laughs> you took an ale from the big fundamental, dog. Like, really? I can't. Like, how, how, how did you let that happen? Because that's a starting lineup. Bruh. Bro, that's a that's a three, four, five combo. Like, get the fuck out of here. Dumb. Doc, get the hell out the NBA. <laughs> Um, and of course, this is probably the most notorious what if ever for me anyway, and probably for you too. Once I say it, and it's not what if the Rockets would have drafted Michael Jordan instead of Akeem, or we what if Portland would have. No. I don't care about the Rockets are the only team that drafted somebody in front of Jordan and did not care they did. I don't um, care they did either. Yeah, neither do I. So, but I do care about this one, and I care about this one because it hits me dead in my heart every time, bruh. The Detroit Pistons had one damn job in two thousand three. One job. They drafted Darko Milicic over Carmelo Anthony. They had one job. If you know how Carmelo Anthony's rookie year played out, you would know that Denver was close to being at the bottom of the league. Carmelo comes up, they make the Western Conference playoffs. Listen. By the way, Melo should have been rookie of the year. Detroit. But whatever. Detroit. 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 You missed out. On a potential. On being a dynasty. What? After even, the Lakers. Even if Ben Wallace doesn't come. No, no, I still think. On the off chance, let's just say that you get, let's just say Ben Wallace does find his way there. You now can move like a Tayshaun Prince to your six man. And you have a scorer like Melo with a Ben Wallace or Rasheed Wallace. And you have a Chauncey Billups who can get the ball to everybody. And a Rip Hamilton who can shoot the lights out. The master of the mid-range. So you have Rip Hamilton who can literally do everything inside the three-point line. And then there's Melo doing everything outside the three-point line. And in the paint. And in the paint. The Floor spacing, the argument can be made, they would have been a blueprint for what we saw from Golden State. Oh, yeah, most because definitely. Of the, because now you could have a situation where Melo could play the Draymond role as far as facilitating the offense. Mm-hmm. Obviously, from Chauncey bringing the ball up, but Melo being at that high post position or the short corner, facilitating movement, ball movement, and that could have been a very lethal offense. That's a what? That's a that's that's my favorite what if in Man. basketball. Boy, I tell you what. Now that was mm. so we're mm. closing out with the NFL, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I I don't expect you to want it any other way. So here we go. Here's here, here's here's some of my favorites. Three of my favorites. Just like Doc Rivers took the L, this guy took the L too. Mm. Nick Saban, you are on the hot seat because your low ball Drew Brees while you were in Miami and Drew Brees wanted to sign with the Dolphins to be the successor to Marino. And then he ended up signing with the Saints, and we all know the rest of the story. Absolutely. San Diego, on the flip side, I could have done I could do a two-part on this because what if San Diego would have kept Drew Brees and let Phillip Rivers go? But they you let, know. They let the they let that rotator cuff injury. Change the, change the game. Well, not all athletes are built the same. Hey, man, New Orleans not mad about it. No, absolutely not. All right, my second favorite. What if John Elway doesn't turn down playing for the Colts when he got drafted by them? I think Denver is minus two rings. <sighs> Damn the minus two rings. They're minus five Super Bowl appearances because he had five Super Bowl appearances, and they're, he only won twice. So that's actually let's, – no, let's go back in there. That's a multi-layer thing. There's more to that. So there's that, the five Super Bowl appearances. I don't – think Terrell Davis does what he does. Shannon Sharp's career takes a bit of a hit. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's a, that's a big one. Yeah, it is. That's a real big one. And of course, last but not least, shout out to my uncle because he's a, he's a big, big, big Green Bay fan. I'm listening. What if the 49ers draft Aaron Rodgers instead of Alex Smith? One job. 
given what the Niners, the, the the teams that the Niners have had, I will. You know what? I will go on record and I will simply say it like this: Aaron Rodgers has a minimum, minimum four Super Bowls. I believe so too. The argument can be made for six, but I'm gonna say four because there was a time if Aaron Rodgers has the same exact team that Colin Kaepernick took to the Super Bowl. They're beating the Ravens. And I don't think they're just beating the Ravens. I think they're beating the brakes off the Ravens. Yeah. At the same time, that same Aaron Rodgers with that same Niners team, I think, would beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl just a couple years ago. I definitely think, I don't, at that point, I don't know if Mahomes will have his first ring. Because the Niners from 2005? Yeah. 2005 to now? They've been very relevant. They've been very, they have been literally a quarterback away. They've had great linebackers. They're still looking for successors. They've had great running backs. They've had great receivers. Still looking for a successor. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, look at it like this. A quarterback like Colin Kaepernick took the Niners to a Super Bowl and damn near won. Minus a power outage, essentially. Changes changes that whole game. Yeah. I think without this power outage, I, I think history is rewritten for Colin Kaepernick. One, if Kaepernick wins a Super Bowl and then has what happened in 2016 happen, oh, everything is different. Because now you have a you have a biracial quarterback, you know, kneeling and all this other stuff. A whole dynamic of things yeah, changes yeah. real quick. And then on top of that, it just, damn, that's a good one. I got one also, but my honorable mention before we move on, because I think you're going to like this I, one. I have an honorable mention too, but go ahead. I'm, I'm going to see where you're at. This is going to be a good one because this literally changed the course of history more so than the Packers signing Aaron. Aaron Rodgers. This changed the course of history. What if the Atlanta Falcons never trade Brett Favre to Green Bay after his rookie season? Uh, where does Michael Vick go? They opted to stay with Chandler that last season. Chandler's last season. Um, I think that was his last season. No, yeah, it might have been like, the season. Do you, like I don't think Michael Vick gets drafted to Atlanta. No, it changes a lot. It changes a lot. It does change a lot. My honorable mention will be like this. What if the helmet catch never happened? I don't think that changes a lot of stuff. Other than, it, other than other than other than Eli missing one ring. No, 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 no. It changes because of the. It becomes now there's two undefeated teams. And, oh yeah. And the true. argument can be made that 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 Patriots team would have been the greatest team in NFL history because one they play more games than the '72 Dolphins, and it was the manner in which they did it. They did what the Chiefs were doing when they won their first Super Bowl, being that high-powered off. Same with the Broncos too. Yeah, that high-powered offense that just essentially steamrolled everybody. I still, I don't. You know what? I don't care. Is it is, is the Dolphins that went? That, that was the, the perfect record. I don't. I don't care about the Dolphins' perfect record. You give me that Patriots team, and that's the great. That is the greatest football team probably ever assembled. Not. It's not just. Oh, you know, people are like, oh, what was the greatest offense? What was the great? No, no, no. This is the greatest team quarterbacked by the greatest quarterback. And receiving-wise, you have argued, because, you know, some people still say Jerry Jerry Rice, or some people argue of course, maybe T.O. But arguably the best receiver that ever touched the football field. You had a resurgence of Randy Moss. Bruh, that team was, the, that team was nonsense, and it was you unfair. Randy Moss, Westwell, like a young Julian Edelman. You had Julian know, Edelman better go into the Hall of Fame when it's all like, said and done, too. I believe it. And I believe this was I think this was the year before they drafted Gronk and Hernandez. It is. And I'm trying to their quarterback was uh, not quarterback. Their running back was uh at this time. Oh, boy. I want to say it was the lawman. 
I think I think Ben Jarvis Green Ellis was one of their running. Backs. I think Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Yeah, I do. I cannot remember that. this. Oh, oh my goodness! Hold on, I got to look it up now because they had. Oh man, give me a second here. No, do you think I'm trying to? I cannot remember his name. I remember that he was one of the the running backs that cut the ball out the backfield. All the time. Might have been James White, too, because James White been around for a hot minute. Oh, man. James White was doing this for a long time, before a lot of these other big-name running backs became who they were. Oh, let me see. I, I, got, I got to look it up. I got to look it up. Oh, boy. Yeah, I remember. I, I remember. I, uh, I'm not. I'm wrong. It's not, the, it's not the running back I'm thinking of. It's the one guy that people forget was. Oh, it was Kevin Falk. Kevin Falk was on the team. That's who the yeah. running back was. But the one guy I'm talking about, I couldn't remember his name, but it's a tight end. It's not the it's not the running back. Ben Watson was oh, on that team. Benjamin Watson was it was a dog. Ben Watson was on that team. Kevin Falk, Randy Moss, so Kevin Wes Falk was, Welker. Kevin Falk was before the James White era started, and of course, obviously, Gibbons. I mean, um, Watson was before Gronk and Hernandez. Which you know, by the way, yes, I am I am a little sad. The Gronk retired, yes, but Bruh, this you know, is eleven years. Great. Bro, this career. is this is unquestionably the greatest team ever on the defensive side. Ty Warren, Vince Wilfork, Mike Vrabel, Teddy Bruschi, Asante Samuel, Rodney Harris. Bruh, I think Ted Johnson was still on that team as a linebacker as well. Oh my God! I think Tyrone Poole was still on that team as a corner. This is this, this is dumb because I think this was the post Willie McGinnis era. I think Willie was Willie was gone. Three years now? Oh, nobody said we didn't say nothing about Gostowski. That was the kicker. Oh, we knew about Stephen Gostowski. Yeah, because that was who that was who replaced Adam Vinatieri. Yeah, he was on Madden doing the damn thing. That 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 would have really did, that changes the course of history for a lot of people. Because man, think about the ramifications of Brady going to Tampa. It may even potentially change that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because at that point, I don't think Robert Kraft would let Tom go for nothing. No, like nothing. And I think if that happens, I think they would. Immediately be like, hey, the day Tom retired, number twelve getting retired, number like a lot of things would would happen quickly. That's that was a good one. I'm I'm mad I didn't think about that. that was a real good one. But yes, that one, I mean, I mean, you lined that game up fifty times. The Patriots probably went forty seven out of fifty. Oh, yeah. Michael Strahan and uh, JPP and them boys. That, that defensive line just yeah. they made it tough. Take another Super Bowl for example. What if? New Orleans does not recover the onside kick in the second half to start. Oh, they're losing. Yeah, they, they, they would lose, most like, definitely. The smallest things would have changed everything. Yeah. Like, literally. Man, that would if was a good segment. That was, <laughs> that was fire. I'm like, I'm with that 100,000%. That was phenomenal. I'm going to have to come up with some more for maybe maybe later on in the season or maybe season three. Yeah, most definitely. You see me in my zone. You can bet I'm doing numbers in my style. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to season two, episode one of Gentlemen's Talk. We covered our top five one hit wonders. We went through Mr. Noble's words, and we also hit y'all with another fire crossover. Coming up in episode one, part two, we're gonna hit y'all with the shout out to the local brews. We're gonna go into some fantasy quarterbacks, top 10 style. We're gonna hit that real talk segment, and we're gonna close this thing out. Peace. Who hate to lose? Which one are you? Uh, I'm neither. I'm neither. Uh, meaning that you know I, I, I play to to um, to figure things out. I play to learn something, right? So I can take those situations and learn from those and have them, you know, uh, make me a better person later in life. But if I don't take that stuff and apply it someplace else, then that is that's failing, which to me is the worst. 
possible thing you'd ever have is to stop and to not learn. When you see me in my zone.